Welcome to the Blended Kingdom Families Podcast. We are your hosts, Scott and Vanessa Martindale, the founders of Blended Kingdom Families. Our ministry serves to equip marriages, unite families, and ignite faith so that you can flourish an abundant kingdom life. We pray that our podcast blesses you today. Hey guys, welcome to Blended Kingdom Families. My name is Vanessa Martindale. This is my husband, Scott Martindale, and we're the founders of Blended Kingdom Families. And today we have an amazing guest with us. Yes, we are so excited to have Leslie Barrows of the Barrows Firm, South Lake, Texas, family law certified mediator. It is so amazing to have you with us, and we're so excited to dive into the material as we talk about litigation mm -hmm. and all the things that are related to family law and things like that. So uh, first, Leslie, welcome. It's great Thank to have you. you. Yeah, glad to have you, Leslie. Oh, thanks so, for inviting me. Absolutely. Um, as we get started, Leslie, just tell us a little bit about you, your practice, and kind of your background. Okay. Um, I live here in South Lake. I have three boys, awesome. and I have a 13-year-old and two 10-year-olds. So uh, we are staying very busy with uh, around the house and around the, yeah. the law yes. firm. Yeah. So um, um, I've been practicing family law since uh, 2005, okay. and I've been in South Lake since um, 2007. So I'm also a certified mediator. So I will also mediate cases, but primarily I'm, I'm doing the litigation right now. And so when I am a mediator, I'm doing it maybe for probate cases mm -hmm. or um, you know smaller family law cases. But most of my work is really just litigation right now. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. And I know a, a lot of our audience uh, they've they've may have been through some. Uh, form of dealing with family law. They've probably been exposed to it at some level, whether that's going through their divorce or maybe in some type of custody situation. So I know everybody is familiar with the concept, um, but I want to kind of throw it to you, Leslie, uh, with a very uh, emotional type question is really is how do you feel about family law? I, I love family law. And I think that the best part of what I do with people working with um, family law is getting them to a solution for their family and for their children, what's going to work for them in the future. And I can see things be um, kind of beyond the future that when you're going through the divorce process, you really can't think beyond, hey, how am I going to make my bills? Like, mm. you know, how am I going to be able to provide for my kids? Mm. How am I going to get out of my house? Yeah. So for me, I think that that's what I have to offer. And what I love about family law is that, um, you know, helping people find a solution. And then also every situation is, is different. Yeah. So yeah. I think with family law, you can't just say, hey, this is a cookie cutter mm. kind yeah. of law. I mean, there's always research we're doing or, okay, well, what's going to work with this family or this, this personality. So I think that, you know, that's what I have to offer and what I kind of recommend to the, the my clients that come in and, yeah. and I help. Yeah. Well, it's amazing how things have transformed over the years. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's gone from a, you know, maybe 10 years ago where it was very, very cookie cutter, uh, you know, um, custody and first, you know, third, and first fifth, third and fifth that's and it. all those yeah. things. Yeah. Whereas now I think not only attorneys, but the judicial system has kind of moved into a different realm and the communication is a lot easier, yeah. you know, with different apps and phones and things like that. So as our audience is maybe in a situation where family law or going back to, let me just use the right term, going back to court, 
mm-hmm. is is on their minds and on their brains. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, there's a situation. So, Leslie, when should a family start considering that process? And, and I say that with this context. Mm-hmm. Is in blended families, we know that there is there are opportunities for conflict. There are opportunities to disagree. There are things that happen naturally through the course of people's lives and the child's life that that happen. When should that family say, you know what, we've reached the point where uh, the litigation has got to come into play? Okay. And I think what you have to look at is always the child's safety. So if there are safety concerns, you have, um, you know, we have a lot of people who are in our community that have, you know, struggle with alcoholism and, mm-hmm. um, you know, medication and pain mm-hmm. meds and, mm-hmm. and using um, uh, pain medication mm-hmm. and driving kids. I think that you really need to look at the safety of yeah. the children. Mm-hmm. And you, if you're going back to court, you better be ready and you better have, you know, um, all of your communications documented. You need to make sure mm-hmm. you've kept a journal of these are all the things that have been happening. Yeah. Because, um, and also with with technology, people record everything, right? So Mm, we go through tons of text messages, tons Mm. of, you know, um, communications with with parties all the time, Mm -hmm. getting ready for trial, and it is um, a lengthy process. So I really think if there's a safety concern, um, that would be a number one reason why you would need to go back. Mm -hmm. And then also, I think things have changed. Maybe you have... Um, a new relationship, um, you're, you know, the child's suffering in school, mm-hmm. maybe this child's having mental health issues or is in need of, of therapy. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's all kinds of different reasons that you say, you know, this is just not working out and I can't get through to the other side. I've tried my best. I've, you know, tried to get a therapist involved and say, you know, what's best for this child. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, that would be some, some reasons, you know, you would go yeah. back and you okay. really need to go see a judge and try to present your case to to the judge. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's okay. good. Yeah. And obviously, picking the right attorney is is paramount, mm-hmm. and every family is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. What would you suggest as so a family's decided to go through this process? Um, now they're in the search for the right attorney. What questions and and, and what would you advise? clients or future clients to go and ask their attorney Mm -hmm. uh, to prepare for that process? I would ask first off, um, what courts are you, um, are you in? What county? Because I see a lot of people hire attorneys that are not familiar with our judges, are not familiar with Mm. our process, are not familiar with our child custody evaluators that are in this area. Um, You maybe need a psychiatrist um, or psychological evaluation, and you need to know who's the person that the judge is really going to like if you have to go to trial. Mm-hmm. So I think that um, that's something that you should look at is make sure that you get an attorney that is in your practices in your community, in your county. Mm-hmm. Also, I think you have to um, you have to lay out these are these are the expectations. I'm you know how do you communicate best with your attorney? Is it going to be email? Is it going to be in person yeah. and are they available to take your case and give your, you know, handle your case mm-hmm. and be able to have enough time to manage, um, you know, what you're going to need on a, on a daily or weekly basis. So well, that's good. You, and you have to realize as well, <clears throat> is this a case that 
maybe you've had a similar you know, case like that before that can always help. Mm-hmm. And have you had that case in front of this judge, yeah. you know, or the judge that you could be in front of? Yeah. yeah. So I think that's uh, helpful information that you would want to know when you're reaching out to an attorney and interviewing attorneys to take on your case. And I always encourage people to, to stick with an attorney. And a lot, I know a lot of people will flip flop and mm. we don't like bringing people into our our office who are on their third or fourth attorney. That means that there's something, they, there's maybe unreasonable mm. expectations. Yeah. There needs to be clear boundaries of, mm-hmm. of what's going to go on with the case. And mm-hmm. um, I think, you know, if you're going to, it's going to be hard for you to find an yeah. attorney if you're mm-hmm. on your third, third. or fourth yeah. or fifth yeah. attorney, Yeah, you know. Yeah. No, I think it's, like you said, Lizzie, I think it's good, um, you know, you know, like you said, that you're both interviewing, you know, you're interviewing them, they're interviewing you, but being able to uh, kind of establish a relationship, that's important because, you know, you need to feel like you can trust them and they're giving you all the right information and vice versa. Right. Yeah. Well, that's good. Well, and, and you hit on so many great points, Leslie, and and the the next logical step is, is if they are uh, professionally capable, they have mm-hmm. the time to, to handle your case. Is it important that you personally connect with your attorney? Yeah, I think that it's really important that you personally connect with your attorney and you know that, you know, hey, they're, they have kids, they, they, can, uh, they can realize this, or, mm-hmm. you know, maybe uh, you have a special needs kid and, uh, you know, there's certain, certain situations that you're gonna be more responsive to. So I think, Personally, connecting is a part of just is family law because it is such an emotional process. It's emotionally yeah. draining. You're talking about, you know, you've divorced your you, who you thought was your best friend and you've yeah. you've raised a family yeah. and you're dedicated to the family and to your children and what's right for your kids. Mm. And then all of a sudden it doesn't work out and, you know, you're you're back in court. Yeah. So I think a personal connection is, is always is always best, you know, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, now that our audience kind of, they understand kind of the process of picking an attorney and, and just to reiterate, it's important to pick somebody local mm-hmm. or somebody who's very familiar with your local judges. Um, obviously picking somebody who, who can handle and has the time for your case. Mm-hmm. Um, we, have heard, we have talked to a lot of families and, and one of the things that we consistently hear is uh, it's time to go back to court or I'm gonna take my ex-spouse back to court. And having gone through litigation, mm-hmm. I understand that the difference between, or the distance between what you say and actually getting in front of a trial judge mm-hmm. is a marathon of length of time and, mm-hmm. and processes and depositions and all different types of mediation. So as a family law attorney, is the goal trial? Is that the goal? When I talked with my clients, I I don't ever say we're going to trial. You have a trial case, yeah. Because I think that's kind of a last resort for people. Because yeah. when you're going to trial and you're going through, you know, the temporary orders hearing and you're going through depositions and then you're going to mediation mm. yeah. and then you're putting people on the stand every time, yeah. how are you going to continue to co-parent and be mm. able to get past all of the things that have been said? Because a lot of times on the stand, there, people will lie. They don't tell mm-hmm. the truth, mm-hmm. and yeah. there's text messages, there's recordings. So all of that is out, and it's hurtful, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it hurts your yeah. your soul. It hurts, yeah. you know, 
what, what it hurts your kids because then, you know, people were talking about the cases yeah. and, and, oh, your mom said this on the stand, your dad said this. Mm. Yeah. And it all goes back to yeah. the kids because even though we have injunctions in place that people shouldn't be talking about cases, you shouldn't be talking to yep. the kids, they all do it mm-hmm. because, you know, you become so self-absorbed with what's happening and, and during litigation, it's mm-hmm. such an, it takes everything out of you. It's just yeah. exhausting. Mm-hmm. So I don't ever tell people, hey, you're, you have a trial case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If not trial, then what is the goal? What is the goal in family law? I think the goal is to come to a resolution that you can live with. And mm-hmm. when you walk out of mediation, no one really is going, hey, yeah, I really got what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think I got the best deal. I got, you know, 100% of the community estate. I mean, I don't see anyone walking out of mediation yeah. Yeah. saying that. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I can live with this situation. Mm-hmm. I know that my my kid or my my kids are going to be safe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be able to recover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm going to be able to heal Mm -hmm. because you're going through a total grieving process when you're, when you're going through, you know, litigation. So I think that's what you need to look at is, Hey, Mm -hmm. this is a resolution I can live with. Mm -hmm. And something that ultimately, um, that's the best for the child. Right. You know, and what they're, and I would say something that, um, that they both, that they can thrive in, you know, an environment or mm-hmm. an order that is ultimately going to be best for them. Right. Yeah. That's good. Well, and, and you touch on something, and one of the things that we've talked about in a previous episode is, is conflict resolution styles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in, when you're headed into mediation and to come out of mediation at the best place, you've kind of ha- got to have the attitude of, uh, I won and lost. And they won and lost Um, versus a lot of people go into these, you know, uh, litigation situations with the specific attitude of not just I want to win, Mm -hmm. but as much as I want to win, I want you to lose. I want the other party to lose. Mm -hmm. And I want to win just as bad as I want you to lose. So that if you don't have the right conflict style going into or the right uh, expectations of conflict style management going into a mediation or a child custody issue, um, I think you'll have a hard time accepting the mediation when you walk out or the trial judge's uh, uh, ruling when you walk out. Mm -hmm. That's good. How can parents set realistic expectations? And and I know this is, we talked about this before the podcast. and this is probably one of, again, one of the things you, you hear about, and it's kind of like the, the, uh, the person who sits down to eat the 80 ounce steak, yeah. you know, you're like, I'm going to eat the whole steak. Yeah. And you're like, it's going to take a while and it's going to be a grueling process and <laughs> yeah. you may get through this, right. but the expectation that you have that this is going to be easy or that the judge is going to automatically do this mm-hmm. and I'm going to be in front of a trial judge next week. And this is, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. How can you help? Parents set realistic expectations. Uh, send them to the courthouse and go sit on yeah. a couple of hearings. <laughs> yeah. Go watch. Yeah. Go yeah. watch. I think every, I mean, honestly, every case is different. So mm-hmm. setting, you know, realistic expectations is, is really hard for some people because you're only going to go through the process once. Mm. So, mm. you know, uh, I think for expectations, you want to go through you know, what's going to work for my family now that mm. we're, we're in two different households and yeah. we're, we've split up our family. What's going to work best for, 
for the kids. Mm -hmm. And that's something that is really hard for people to realize because their brain just is saying, you know, I want to win, I want to win. And mm -hmm. it's, it's not about winning. You have to put those emotions beside, you know, aside for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So setting those, that goal is, is really hard, you know? Yeah, that's good. Is there something specifically that you, so a new client comes into your office and you can see the, the blood boiling in their eyes and they're emotionally charged and and, and, they're, and they're also talking super fast because they're that excited about what's about to happen. Mm -hmm. Is there something that you would tell prospective uh, clients or people who are preparing for this process, mm -hmm. just how to emotionally prepare for the entire journey? Yeah. Yeah, and I think when I get them in the beginning that they are so emotionally charged that mm -hmm. they're just, I want out, I'm done, I'm finally ready to be done with this person, I, I, I want out. Mm -hmm. So I think that when they are charged like that, that I have to calm them down and I don't speak in the same tone as them. I have to be, you know, just mm -hmm. even keel because yeah. when, if you start, yeah, yeah, that person yes. is, yeah, yeah. that person yeah, is a jerk. I'm hyping it, it up. Yeah. Yeah. Hyping it up. It's not, yeah. It's yeah. not helping the situation. Yeah. So yeah. I think me being kind of even killed, kill on an even kiln, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, will uh, will help kind of get them back yeah. to this is what the normal is going right. to be. That you yeah. can't be like this all the time, or you're going to have a heart attack. You know, you're yeah. not taking yeah. care of yourself. <laughs> yeah, that you're so yeah. pumped up about it, but you have to look at it as a business decision. That yeah. you are basically mm. were. You're coming in, we're, we're dividing up your business and then we're going to deal with the kiddo issues. Yeah. You know, we're going to have, we're going to get you as much time as you, as you can have with your kids, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, um, on that topic, you know, again, I want to, I want to look at what's best for children, uh, whether you are going through a divorce currently or you're in, um, a blended family situation where custody is, is exchanging. And a lot of families look at this as I, I've won in terms of mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. So maybe you have a first third, you know, first third and fifth weekends, and mm -hmm. you're you're the. We talked about this, the word primary. Primary. Yeah. Um, all of these things. In your experience, if if the grounds are equal on both sides, so blended family grounds are equal, both healthy homes. If you could tell the audience, you know, what is the best. Um, overall custody situation for the health of the children? Well, you know, there's been a transition from people being called primary to um, what we call equal possession and access of children. Mm -hmm. So with that, you're looking at maybe uh, what we call a two, two, three. So, you know, the, the mom will have two days and then you flip and th then you have the, the father has the, the mm -hmm. next two days and then you have the weekend. Mm. So we've been doing more of the two, two, three access. Some people will go on the internet and research and come in and say, I want week on week off. And I want, um, I want to flip on, uh, Fridays or Sundays. And you have to realize with 50, 50 and week on week off that you're looking at seven days away from your kid. So is that really what's best for your child? Yeah. Um, and really, I think it's tough. And you have to understand when you are doing an equal access schedule mm -hmm. that you are moving the child from one house to another. So you're not bringing, you know, 
two backpacks for baseball. You're not bringing, mm. yeah. you know, um, all the kids' homework and all mm. their books and their laptop. And the kids are going from, you know, hauling all of those things around with yeah. seven days worth of clothes. Yeah, You have to be able to say, this child can fit into mom's house um, and then just mm -hmm. fit right back into dad's house. And then yeah. You, yeah. you transition smoothly. Mm -hmm. If you don't have that, then it's gonna be really hard to do 50-50 or equal mm -hmm. possession. And some um, parenting skills are, um, are not the same. So every house is gonna be mm -hmm. different. Yeah. So I think an equal possession and access schedule is hard as well for that. Yeah. And also the distance. If you're not in the same school district, if yeah. you know, yeah. you know, so if you're not in the same school district and you're having to yeah. drive an hour and exchange halfway, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A 50-50 is never going to work. And, and judges do not like when kids are sitting in cars, um, mm. you know, at five in the morning to go to school to get there at seven o'clock across town. Yeah. Um, that's not what's best for your kid. And right. so sometimes right. you're going to have to say, hey, given our situation and, you know, my job transferred me, you know, mm. out of Tarrant County, yeah. then you're not, you're, you're going to have to say to yourself, look, I'm going to get some makeup time in the summer so I can get that time, right. but right. I'm going to have to forgo um, some time during this, this school year or um, maybe get some more time around Christmas yeah. or get every spring break. Yeah. So those are things that you have to, you know, kind of look at going yeah. forward if you're trying to do equal possession and mm -hmm. access. And if you don't do that, then it's standard possession or expanded standard. Yeah. One of the things that I, kind of a revolving thing that I've heard in through that process is, Looking at what's best for the child. Mm -hmm. uh, never did you did you mention you know what was best for the the adult schedule, mm -hmm. yeah. right? Um, and yeah. I think a lot of times, you know, we uh, in blended families, you kind of look at your your situation and go, well, this is what's best for me. Um, yeah. I don't know what's best for my ex spouse. Let them decide. Right. Yeah. So you're you're making these decisions that affect custody yeah. health of the children by what's best for me and you decide what's best for you yeah. versus the two uh, parents looking at each other going, let's make decisions on what's best for the children, right. set our lives up to make this work. Mm -hmm. um, and, and if we do that, there'll be less stress on the mm -hmm. children, which we've talked about many times is the stress in the children is the, the mirror of the stress of our blended family. Right. So if, if they're stressed, then it's not working. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so I like that. I like what you said, and I love that uh, yeah. that uh, perspective on it. Mm -hmm. Leslie, we are also in the middle of, of COVID nineteen, um, mm -hmm. and and one of the questions that we've gotten a lot is yeah. um, transition <laughs> yeah. of children during COVID nineteen quarantines, um, and and some of this can be, uh, you know, not the fault of the parents. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're essential workers. Maybe they are people that have to you know be exposed to people because of their job and their yeah. livelihood, but. You know, the children are the, are the connective device that connects two families. Right. Yeah. And now we have a connective virus that goes with them yeah. or can, can go with them. Mm -hmm. So what have you seen, not only from a, a legal perspective, mm -hmm. just, you know, the things that you've seen in case law of either A, parents not agreeing to do the transition, or there's a situation where they actually can't do a transition because of, of, of some logistical challenge. Well, and it's, and with COVID too, everyone's just, everyone's been quarantined and they're already having emotional challenges, just sure. learning homeschooling mm -hmm. and, yeah. and then, you know, some parents are saying, well, 
you know, I just am, it's pass fail. I'm not going to work on my homework with my, my son or daughter, yeah. Yeah. you know, mm -hmm. so they're going from one house to another. Yeah. And, um, with COVID-19, the governor Abbott was clear to say, um, that the possession and access schedule that you had in your prior order mm -hmm. is what you need to go by. So if you were the, you know, if you had standard possession or you had expanded standard, that parent is still entitled to have their time. Mm -hmm. So you can't say, no, I'm because of COVID, we're on lockdown and we can't shelter in place um, and no one can go to school. So that means that, you know, you, you can't go see your mom or dad. Well, that's, that's not what we do. Yeah. We yeah. still go forward. Mm -hmm. What I've seen mostly is, you know, I've been just calming people down because the reality is our courts are closed right now until June 1st. If you need an emergency mm -hmm. hearing, you can have one on Zoom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's no, Zoom hearings are not, um, are not yeah. secure, yeah. right? Yeah. So you hear the people, you know, Zoom dropping and all of that. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm just calming people down right now and yeah. saying, you know, is that really going to be what's best? Don't you kind of yeah. need a break? I mean, don't yeah. you want your kiddo to go over there? Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, you know, I've been getting a lot of calls, you know, the dad's taking the child to Costco and mm. they're not wearing masks mm. and you have to do um, what you can for protecting, right? You right. need to wear masks and, and do what you need to, but we can't control what's not in our home, right? right. So I, we can't control third parties. We can't control dad's girlfriend that, mm -hmm. you know, is, is a nurse. I mean, you just hope that people are doing the best that they can yeah. with the situation. Yeah. And it is hard on everybody for sure. Absolutely. We, and, and we've gotten a few calls where, um, from other blended families, um, you know, when that the other parent is not giving them access of the child, you know, like you were talking about when, when they're supposed to. And so, you know, the question is, what do we do in these situations when they're not abiding by the papers during COVID? Um, so what are some things that you would suggest to do in the meantime, you know, if they're not, um, if their ex-spouse is not following the papers? Well, usually if they don't follow the, the papers, you would file an enforcement. Mm. So you could file an enforcement and seek legal counsel. Mm -hmm. And then also I would I would send out an email to them attaching the, the governor's, um, I mean, there's several that you can get them off, yeah. off yeah. the website. Um, so we've been doing that too and saving those and making yeah. sure that we're sending that out to them. Yeah. I've even sent over some to um, parents on people's behalf, you know, yeah. just to say they've tried to work it out on their own. I say, here, I'll, I'll send it as mm -hmm. your attorney of record sure. and, and send it over to the other side to tell them, you know, you need to do what you, yeah. the kids need to still see, see the, their the other parents. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Absolutely amazing information. And thank you so much, Leslie, for being with us, <laughs> yes. taking your time to do this. Uh, litigation is, is something that is the, uh, it's a little scarier part of blended families, but yeah. it's no, it, it's something we all face. And yeah. as, as a ministry that is devoted to working with blended families, we want to be able to give them this research, give them this guidance, mm -hmm. because we know this is going to be a part of their journey at some point or another. So, Thank you, Leslie, Thank you. for being with us. Thank you so we are much. so Just excited you, uh, for your journey. Guys, thanks so much for being a part of Blending Kingdom Families and our podcast and our special guest. We hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful day and be blessed in all you do. Love you. Guys, thanks so much for listening and watching our podcast. We are so excited that you took the opportunity to listen to Blending Kingdom Families. We hope the information was amazing for you. 
If you can, please take an opportunity to like, share, comment, leave a review. We would love to get your feedback. Absolutely, you guys. We pray that this podcast blesses you today. We love you and be blessed in all that you do.